I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch, now can't nobody tell me nothing. Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. I am your host, Dylan Lee, joined as always with my co-host, Jordan Russell, and our producer, Luke Griggs. Woo! We are back. Ugh. A lot of stuff to catch up on. We got we got some stuff in the uh, mailbag via Twitter. We've got football talk. We've got basketball talk. we got baseball talk. It's all here. Every bit of it. And How we you need been? To apologize to our listeners. Uh, we're short an episode this week, but you know, technical difficulties, things happen, life goes on. Well, other than that, I'm doing great. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Any day that I'm not at work, it's a decent yeah, yeah. day. So, and it spending actually, it with the little one. Of course, of course. It was actually uh, kind of chilly today. The wind. About 50 degrees all day? Yeah, a little drizzle too, huh? I was recovering, and then you just brought it all up again. Well, you sound better, so there's I do. That. There's a couple of sniffles you're going to catch here and there, but overall, we're sitting at about 95%. I can, I can come in and play. All right. Well, well, we'll bring you in. Bring the closer out in. Bring the specialists out. Yeah. But uh, we'll jump not right in. Not on the first topic, though. No? Not on the first topic? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, <laughs> that is uh, because we just going to jump into the mailbag. Let's do it. I mean, oh. he he freaking asked the question, so we have listeners helping to develop our content here. So our NWA Streetworks mailbag is brought to you by NWA Streetworks. NWA Streetworks is your local affordable performance shop from brake jobs, engine swaps, nitrous, force induction, dyno tuning, or full customs. They can get you hooked up. You can reach them at four seven nine five four nine thirty six twenty two. You gonna read this one off or uh, I guess I will. <laughs> yeah. All right. Coming from uh, Lucky Hill Twenty Two, who uh, we're we're is, close to just gonna label him, right? Our number one fan right now. I mean, I I think so. We want to give him that label. Uh, he I can, mean, he's he, the only one that's engaging. Yeah, he can he can moment. put it he can put it on his uh his Twitter now. J R D Hogcast out loud anyway. <laughs> J R D Hogcast number one fan. At number one film Lucky, at Hill, 22. Lucky Hill 22. There we go. Uh, he says at JRD Hogcast, what y'all's take on the comeback story of Tiger Woods? How or who would you compare it to? Well, let's uh backtrack for the folks that maybe don't watch golf, aka you. Uh, <laughs> so there was a little tournament that they like to call the Masters that happens in Augusta, Georgia. That has yeah. nothing to do with plumbing, right? Like no. master plumbing, or okay, no, no, no. uh, so. Tiger Woods went out there and looked like Tiger Woods a 2000 or something. Well, came back, come came back from that injury and just all that weird stuff, <laughs> wives and whatnot. Ex wife, one wife, one wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, He won. He won Augusta. He got the green jacket. And uh, there's only one appropriate, I think, soundbite that we have for something like this, and we'll turn it over to. Mr. Adam Sandler. Maybe you went to a championship one day. Get that gold jacket like I never got. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah. Oh! Oh! 
Oh, I love Happy Gilmore. Yeah, oh, so. gotta gotta throw gotta throw respect out to Happy uh, Gilmore. Anytime I hear Green Jacket, that's what plays in my head. Just for the fact, I I still enjoy the the majors of golf. I'll pay attention to them and whatnot. And I really enjoy this story. I know you weren't really good when we were talking about when we saw the question and when we put it in the rundown here, but. It's got to be mentioned, because right now, I seriously see it as the greatest comeback in at least my generation. Producer Luke, in aspects of who you would compare it to, he mentions Ben Hogan, who definitely, I guess, gets the nod over that, because he came back from getting hit by a car and serving in a war. So, But that's outside of my realm. You got anybody that you would compare it to? Because I can't, I mean... Well, there's there's sort of different levels of this. I mean, if we're talking injury-wise, I think Peyton Manning's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he had a broken neck. That's probably came, that's spot on for me right there. That's came great. back and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, if you take it from personal victory, I don't know. I mean, we got any recovering drug addict athletes out there or anything like that? Well, I mean, in the or aspect sex of... Sex addicts in this scenario. <laughs> I think in the aspect of, like, trouble with the limelight or whatever, however you want to be perceived, Michael Vick might be a guy there. Now, he didn't come out and do something as amazing as win a major or anything like that, but just coming back to be in the public eye as a... NFL quarterback after everything that happened with him was pretty impressive, but I don't, I don't, wouldn't put those on the same level. No, I mean, obviously what he did was admirable, but it's a lot of, there's a lot of talk been going around. Is it, uh, you know, like I, like I just said, the comeback story of the injury thing or comeback story of personal side, injury wise, obviously that's pretty cool. Personally, dude was piece of crap. So, I mean, I don't really, I mean, everybody gets a second chance and stuff, but it's hard for you. hard to root for something like that. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty pretty awful stuff that he did on the on his on, in his personal life. But I guess I'll just stick with the injury side of things. And I don't watch golf, so I'll go with Peyton Manning to answer his question. Yeah, to kind of wrap this up, one thing that I did like is as soon as he pretty much sealed the deal with the putt on eighteen. He looked at his caddy, and in a sport where it's the most individual sport out there, he turned to his caddy and was yelling, "We did it! We did it! We did it!" So that was that was real, you know, pretty cool there on that kind of thing. And after seeing that, and I actually saw uh, someone mention it on Twitter as well, the same idea that hey, he's he's saying we did it, we did it. Like I, I for some reason, just completely escaped my mind in the aspect of how individual golf is, and like, man, I would love to get into that, <laughs> because it just seems like it would be relaxing and frustrating at times, but you also would be able to overcome, and that you don't have to rely on anybody else. Like, you can get it done yourself if you put in the work. Yeah, but if you play golf, Dylan, it would be frustrating most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well... I guess uh, no one... Lucky Hills into motocross, too. I mean, there is a Ryan Villapoto who broke both of his legs in Supercross, came back a couple years later, and I think won three or four Supercross championships on top of outdoor championships. So That's another that's, name that comes to your mind. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Well, I think that uh pretty much hits our golf quota for the year. 
girls uh well not girls softball the Razorback softball team just uh <laughs> jumped up seven to five on uh, number nine LSU bottom of the fifth so you know that's cool and then we got a, a six game win streak at the moment we got the uh men the baseball team playing uh, eight tonight which you will have probably already watched by the time this comes out so I don't know spoiler alert on that one <laughs> we've got I'm looking I'm looking at it and Honestly, I completely forgot that they were number two in the country, Mississippi State. Oh, you're baseball. talking about coming up this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's uh, going to be kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of, well, I guess they're in the process of figuring out the bullpen drama. The, the, yeah, I mean, if we that. back up to the most recent game, which was against Pine Bluff, and we, we'll go all the way back through the weekend as well, but Pine Bluff, we get the bats going with the new lineup, and Connor Nolan gets his first win. Yes, that is his first win, even though he only pitched two innings, but guess what happens if the lead begins when you are the pitcher? You get the win. You get the win. <laughs> So uh, we had folks out there that didn't know about run rules after seven. We also had people that apparently didn't understand why Connor Nolan got the win. So there you go. So you got the you got the people that are rooting for Nolan and why you take him out of the lineup and then probably a decent amount of the same people. How the hell did he get that win? Yep. Can't please people, man. You Absolutely not. But they did um, – I mean, it was Arkansas Pine Bluff. This was um, Tuesday's game. They won 16-4. to four. And, honestly, that run rule could have come into effect, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of the fifth inning. But, uh, no, it could have been the third inning because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 10 runs, right? Yes. Yeah. So, sorry, I caught you mid-drink there. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's – I mean, as far as – you know, momentum goes and stuff. It's it's good to get a win like that, especially the way the bats were rolling, um, because we're we're sort of running behind on our recordings here due due to the technical difficulties. But they did fall. They lost the series to Vanderbilt this past weekend. Um, that was the April twelfth, beginning April twelfth. Uh, they lost the first two. Did come out and win the third. So. I mean, again, momentum. I guess that's a good thing to carry, especially going into the number two ranked team in the country this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, backing up to the win that they did have against Vandy, and out of that three game, we got one. That was that was impressive. I mean, we changed up the lineup, the bats were going, and they rallied. So anytime you see a rally, you get pretty excited for it, but. Jumping forward and looking up at this uh, weekend series that we've got going on, and we're going to have Kasha Shock back, and obviously Campbell's starting uh, Thursday night. So um, have they said what they're doing for Saturday? I have not seen anything on that. With I, don't, I honestly don't think they know. I mean, you would assume Wicklander, assuming, you know, like tonight and tomorrow night, don't get away from them a little bit. I mean, Connor only did I'm, go two innings. So, I mean, if they want Well, he'll probably get some pitches this weekend, but I don't think he'll start. start. No. I don't think... He shouldn't. Right. But, again, that's just going to really deter- uh, depend on how the the games are going. 
ideally we'll get the win tonight and then maybe do a kind of what their MO has been as of late, the pitcher by committee tomorrow, try to lock up that series win and then just kind of let Sunday be whatever it can be. Eight o'clock first pitch, and they will have a cer- ceremonial first pitch by Musselman. Tonight? Tonight. And then Saturday, they're going to have a Ken Sandy, friend of the show, right? Ken, friend I don't know of the if show, I can say yeah. That. A little bit. But uh, uh, he, uh, he, he will be throwing first pitch on Saturday. Good to see stuff like that happen. I love, love, you talk about comeback stories after his surgeries and everything, and then he, he hasn't skipped a beat since he's been recovered, you know, while he's been recovering from that. That's, that is a comeback story. Yep. Uh, some other baseball, I guess, nuggets is uh, the Chicago Cubs are working out Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel. Maybe he gets signed, who knows? Well, kind of ish. Pay attention to that. So, <laughs> still can't believe he's not signed though. Uh, um, apparently, he's wanting either too much money or too many years for his age. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but I don't stay. Yeah, baseball's in tune. not a. F- it's not football though. I mean, you can, you can throw some weird, you know, contract length years out there and work out some contingencies and stuff like that. You'd think he'd be able to get signed one way or another, right? The we got we got news that came out today with someone coming home. We have Luke Jones, now our fifth transfer for Chad Morris in the football team. He's coming home, who used to play for Pulaski Academy. So what do you think about that? Well, obviously it's big anytime we can add some depth to the line. Uh, he was recruited as a three-star, I think, showing number four overall in the state of Arkansas when he came out. I don't I don't know how much he got to play for Notre Dame, but he got to experience postseason play and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're still a little uncertain about his eligibility. I think the last I heard, he they were still kind of waiting on the waiver for him to his his plan is to sign this summer or to enroll this summer and be eligible. But I don't I mean I don't see why they would hold him out. I mean it's I don't imagine anything funny's going on there, but he had some experience kind of seeing how I mean, I don't want to put Notre Dame in the upper echelon, but they are a you know every one team. of their every one of their games is on NBC. So I mean and they play a lot of primetime games. Right. And- Especially this year. And um I mean he'll bring a little bit of experience. I think he's just gonna come in ready to go since he's back home anyway. That's that's always a motivating factor. Of, I, th- I believe you know the whole Belama leaving thing probably is the reason he decided not to come here in the first place. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of weird animosity or anything like that. So right, I mean he did uh, he did come over and uh, he had official visit with Chad Morris before before he, he signed with Notre Dame. Yeah, before yeah. he uh, signed with Notre Dame. But the big thing with that, him coming on to scholarship, which he is appealing to try to get eligibility immediately. Uh, however, I feel like he won't get that waiver because there isn't a coaching firing. Uh, Kelly's still there. He could have made this decision before that year. So, unfortunately, I feel like he'll sit and that'll be a redshirt deal. But the crazy thing is, with him coming aboard, we're going to have 16 offensive lineman on scholarship 
And last year it was four? No. Uh, when Bielma when left, he, when he left, we had seven on scholarship. Seven. Seven. Seven offensive linemen in a power run system on scholarship. And on That's, top of that, we have, move, <laughs> we have 17 defensive linemen on scholarship. And I don't know how many we had in the Bielma era, but there is a lot of weight, shall we say, <laughs> in the the rooms now between those guys. And then that brings in five transfers now, counting Luke Jones. We've got both the quarterbacks, Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle. Luke Jones, who we've been mentioned. Traylon Smith from Arizona State, the running back. And then Jared Sackett. From, he's a kicker, and he transferred in. I can't remember where he came in from. Out of all those that you just mentioned, I'm going to assume the kicker was probably your most exciting. You know I'm for the brand. So yeah, you're 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 a brand individual for sure. Well, uh, I don't. I'm always a little skeptical with transfers. To be honest with you, not not so much grad transfers, but like the Luke Jones scenario. He's a younger guy. You were flashing the zero to me when I mentioned how much playing time he had. I, to me, it's kind of like, well, I'm not good enough to play there, but I'm going to come over here and play here. And I don't, I mean, it, it's not all, that's not always the case. Like I said, I'm sure he wanted to come home, but um, it's like, how much value are you going to bring if you're transferring? Honestly, that's, from the sound of it, because I read an article and I guess he had a meeting with Brian Kelly, the head coach at Notre Dame, and it was a sound. Just from how that article was worded, it was like a mutual deal in the aspect of, like, maybe you should transfer. And right, so because he, he's not going to get playing time again. Exactly. He got he got beat out uh, last year at, at the center position. But keep in mind, that would have been his freshman year. So if he was battling for a starting job at Notre Dame at center, I mean, your, your freshman – well, just don't... because it says he got beat out doesn't mean he was the only other individual trying. Very true. <laughs> it so, you know, there, it's not he like got he... beat out by four other individuals. Right, exactly. <laughs> we don't we don't know. So, and you know we're we play quite a bit of different brand of football than Notre Dame. And if Bielema's recruiting him, obviously you think he's a power run lineman. And if he didn't want to play for Morris, it's he's not a spread you out running down field lineman. So I mean like I said, he, he's coming not, he, he's coming from Pulaski Academy. They they're going the, on two years ago though. But I mean it was still wide splits there. It wasn't yeah. necessarily power run there, but high school really across the country isn't power run. <laughs> no one's no one's doing that really across the you know the country. That's true. They call them Texas splits for a reason. So <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's good. I'm just – it's cool. Like, to, I mean, at worst, it's depth, which is, as you alluded to, something that we were desperately needing for, you know, going on two years. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully, you know, if he ends up getting a starting position here, it's because he earned it and not because we needed it. You know, we, we've been rotating linemen like crazy. We'll see how it turns out. I, I'm I'm thinking he will get eligibility, but if he doesn't, he's setting out, you know, redshirt deal and all that, and nothing really – he doesn't lose anything there. So we'll see how it works out. I'll bet you a lunch he doesn't. Speaking of lunch. 
Hey, now. We uh, read the mailbag, and I guess it, what episode was that that I did wrong? I was your Twitter dirt. What, what episode was that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 13. You referred to it as 12. or I referred. So, anyway, episode 12, I made the executive decision to give our Dalton Hill at Lucky Hill 22 uh, something for being our first, uh, well, I, at the time we kind of just called it mailbag and here we mm -hmm. are calling it that ever since. But uh, he was the first one to hit us up on Twitter and I said we would get him something free. So, Dalton, I'm putting you on the spot again because you're calling me out. You tweeted at us on episode 13. He put it in quotation marks because he's a funny guy. He said, did someone mention something about free for being the first tweet proofread best it's going to get i guess that's because i was talking about how terrible his tweets are as far as uh grammar goes but uh intentive listening by him though so we appreciate touche. it so touche so i personally will give you a 15 dollar gift card to wherever you can spend that all in one place if you like. You can split it up in three $5 lunches from McDonald's, however you want to play it. But uh, you have to listen to this episode to know that that's coming to you. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I guess uh, my lunch wager just opened up a gift card for Lucky Hill there. So, so right. should that be your money you're giving him? Because No, 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 no. But you no, just no, said no. that it's because of you that that's happening. Cause you Honestly, it should be producer, right? It should be the producer. Yeah, that's well. the money bags in this whole group. So <laughs> get on it, Luke. So, yeah, well, uh, well again, we we going to take this lunch bet? What was the bet again? Sorry, I was too busy being loyal to our listeners. That uh, Luke Jones won't get... Uh, eligibility it'll have to sit a year are you going to stop at tropical smoothie in the morning on the way to work for me like <laughs> friday ritual yeah sure <laughs> okay if that happens how about i buy your breakfast it's a little bit cheaper than lunch fair enough fair enough there you go all right look at that getting things squared away right here live on the jrd <laughs> wagering <Okay>. on air <laughs> all right <laughs> place your bets here yeah well i listen. don't know if i can be a bookie I ain't got a lead pipe, and I I ain't that intimidating. So if they go off of our NCAA uh, tournament bracket, <laughs> yeah, well, look at anybody's. So everyone had Duke. So speaking of basketball, that was a nice little segue out of there. We got some. I didn't even mean to do that. We we got some muscleman action here in the aspect of we're hearing about basketball recruiting. Did we write this uh, rundown down for fun? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we supposed to you're go? Jumping all over. The are we map supposed to here? go through there? Uh, I mean, I know it's written on the board somewhere, but hey, <laughs> written down a little bit differently over here. But yeah, Musselman is actually wait for it, recruiting, recruiting. So, uh, I still won't do it. I, I can't. I can't make the the two words combine, and you know what I'm talking about. One is mus, and one is a vehicle uh, that transports children to is that, learning is that facilities. Still carrying momentum? Yeah, it is all over the place. That is oh, unfortunately no, around. Must bus well, is real. <laughs> oh, you but you just did it. So. <laughs> I just did it. Uh, I, my personal favorite, and shout out to I think it was 
Rocky City Outfitters or something like that. They're making shirts that say Muscle Mania on it. But he's we've got people getting on campus. We he's we talked about getting into that transfer portal and definitely doing that. He's got what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys transfer or uh from the transfer portal coming and visiting or has already visited. And then on top of that, we've got six other guys between 2020 and 2021 that are visiting. So that is something to keep an eye on. And I don't know if it's basically because it's fresh and new, but we we usually don't hear this much about it. Keep in mind no, not, that not even a little bit. the one recruit that we know that the last two big recruits, okay, so minus Gafford because Gafford came in, you know, and we knew about that. But Garwin, who hasn't been medically cleared the last two years, and then Justice Hill. And everybody was talking, I, I mean, I guess as I, uh, Isaiah Joe and Ethan Henderson with them playing Hawks and all that kind of stuff, but... Like, this amount of visits and offers and all that kind of stuff, because you look at it, I mean, the current uh, distribute scholarships, they got 12, they have 13 that they can give, so they only really have one spot open. But you'll also have to see if they're going to honor, like, Jonathan Holmes and Garland, guys that, you know, Sorry, you know I'm big Jonathan Holmes guys, yeah. and it just well, I, the the Garland thing. Uh, Musselman's going to have to be real careful with, yeah, because that's <clears throat> because he's injured. I don't think, or not not injured, sick, right? It's a heart condition of some yeah. sort. He just medically not cleared. Yeah, so um, that that shouldn't take away the guy's, you know, schooling. Yeah, like I, th- I think you need to work something out. You know, if you can, you know, get that scholarship back, but still keep him somehow or another involved or something like that. I don't know. That that one's a tricky one to me. Right. And then again, we're just assuming that we're going to have more transfers out of this. We have Simpson, who basically opened up that spot, and then I don't know. I I just. We haven't heard anything. Do you want to take any wild guess on people? Well, you know, what's weird to me is they've, what's it going on, two weeks now? Mm-hmm. So the, um, I kind of was expecting it to, if it was going to happen, already happen. Yeah. not saying it's, not I mean, saying it's not going to, but they're getting, they're, they're working with him now. I mean, he's just not, he's not just sitting in his office and they're not doing anything. They've gotten a pretty good feel, um, of how he's going to coach, I would imagine. I'd imagine it's something like a, you know, college professors are notorious for being straight assholes for the first couple of weeks to wean out the ones that don't want to be there anyway. I imagine it's a similar approach. So I would would have expected more. Or I mean, I guess technically nobody has yet. Technically, Simpson's still there. No, Henry Simpson transferred. Did he leave? Okay, yeah. but I don't know that you would think that would be a domino effect situation. So. Maybe nobody. If I was a, if I was going to take a wild guess, I think it'd be Osboye. 
if I, if I had to just say this guy isn't going to make it, I think it'd be him. It's interesting because, like, you're looking at all these guys and they have scholarships. So with all the love, and Gabe's got a great following amongst the fan base. He also has right. some haters out there that are saying he should just transfer. Holmes is a guy that if you pull that scholarship, you're, you might have pitchforks. Like, there's going to be the folks that don't understand that. Like, You're it's right. going to be the idea of he, him being one of two uh, seniors. We're going to have Bailey and Holmes next year. And you're going to pull it on his senior year if Holmes decides to stay. Like, that's kind of where it's at there. And he's going to stay. I mean, it's a former manager that became a walk-on basketball right. player to where he is now. So, I just, honestly... You gotta... Like I mean, you, you have to equip your team with something that can win, though. Mm-hmm. He's not going to help you win. I don't get how you can look into the portal and be having all these visits and be like, so not expecting four or five scholarships to open up. Yeah, exactly. So you get two for twenty twenty with Bailey and Holmes, and right now I don't see the ability of anybody going draft. Like Cheney might make a, you know big jump and maybe get some love from the NBA, but I don't see anybody that could be somebody that leaves after the second year. So I don't see any other scholarships opening besides transferring. He might be, might be fixing boots some folks, man. Yeah, exactly. I Cause mean, if, if, if you're a mediocre player and a mediocre division one basketball player, you get a scholarship to a Division One school. You're gonna try. I would assume you're gonna try your heart out and you know play for that team because they gave you your chance and everything. But I mean, at what point you're just gonna ride it out and make them essentially get rid of you? You know. So like, if you're just coasting on through work, you'd be like, you're gonna have to fire me before I quit, kind of deal. So reminds me of a job I was on today. <laughs> so I mean. Why wouldn't you just kind of ride out that scholarship at Arkansas? No, for sure. As from a player's perspective, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's what uh, I'm hope. What I'm saying is, I don't think any of these guys could transfer to other Division One scholar or uh, other Division One schools. No, Pro- well, I mean, no, probably not. But um, Muscleman, like we uh, talked about on our basically Muscleman edition. Uh, they, uh, you know, he's been at every, almost literally every level of basketball that you can be on at some in some form or fashion. So he might be able to <laughs> politely escort some out to a Division Two or so. Like, hey, I know this guy; you can play for him or whatever, and open up those scholarships because that's essentially what's going to have to happen. And also, softball team just wrapped up the game one against LSU eight to five. They are clicking. At the right seven time, seven games. Seven, seven games. games. That's great. But you, uh, you asked me who I'm thinking. You anybody? Gabe is definitely a popular name amongst the folks and everything. And I honestly don't see anybody. Um, it's hard to look at this lineup again, like I said, and just not say write it out. So mm-hmm. looking at this, just kind of, eh, uh, a Gabe or. Maybe Garwin to, but Garwin's also in a great spot to ride it out. Right. 
I don't know if he maybe wants to go to another program where maybe they overlook that kind of stuff. <laughs> is, Ball is, is life. <laughs> so, no, that's not a that's not a segue. I'm okay. I'm definitely warming up. Are you holding down on that? <laughs> okay. So, because if anybody's listened to the podcast, they probably know about our burning me up segment or burning you up segment. Yeah, and burning you up. Burn you up. Put some hick in there. Burning <laughs> you up. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't put it together, man. So, with- so we're uh, we're on the basketball talk. I will uh, go ahead and give a huge shout out to Chelsea Dungey, who got the invitation to play for the USA basketball team, women's, of course. I feel like I need to say that nowadays, but that that's that's huge man she uh it it's wonderful that she can get recognized by her country but not her conference oh man boom <laughs> i didn't even think of that that is touche mr lee over here bringing it in hot <laughs> we that's that's good that's good out of you i like that one but i thought you were fixing to go some heartfelt it's great she gets recognized by her country, man. Like that just speaks to her character and all. Is no, you're straight SEC shot. <laughs> Fantastic. But on a serious note, she played a hell of a season. Uh, I don't want to say straight up single handedly, but she definitely carried the bulk of the weight down the stretch of the conference the, play. She was phenomenal, right? And um, big, big part of the. SEC championship game run. So I think that's pretty awesome and super excited for her. Hope that that all goes well and, you know, carries more momentum in here next year and maybe neighbors can send them into the actual tournament, not that fake bullcrap thing that they do. Random shot at the NIT. <laughs> well, we're taking random shots at the SEC, so why not throw one at the NIT? Fair enough. What else we got going on in the world of sports? Are we ready? You are. (laughs) Put it out there. All right, so let's see if I can do a proper read. This is the burning them them up segment. (laughs) I tried way too hick on there. It's it's convenient that this is sponsored by Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop because you just butchered the hell out of that. Yeah, butchered that up. Yeah. Well, this is the Burning Me Up segment brought to you by Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop. Yeah, burning you up. Come on, Dylan. Burning you up. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop, located at 2101 North 2nd Street in Rogers, Arkansas. I got all specialty cuts, and I'm going to mention Grandma Kelly's Summer Sausage again, because it's delicious. Breakfast sausage, um, their bratwurst, all that stuff. They got uh, some Easter stuff going on, too. I guess lamb's big around Easter and all that. Just give them a call, but... Uh, Again, their number is 636-3636. Well, I'm leading this one off, I guess, because I've spent enough time rambling. And uh, it's no surprise coming from my mouth that what is burning me up is LSU reinstating one Willie Wade. And yes, it is still Willie Wade. He, More now than ever, right? Oh, yeah. We, we need to just hold it out, and it's just Willie Wade. So, after everything... What's coming from that when that happens, 
And then the day after, their AD's like, eh, I'm going to yep. go ahead and leave. I'm done though here, kid. <laughs> I got paid. <laughs> that money bag came to me. I thought that was kind of predetermined, though. Wasn't he one of those guys that was like, hey, I'm resigning at the end of the basketball season? I thought that was that well, AD. But it was immediately after mm-hmm. they reinstated Wade. Yeah, it's like a it's like a president with a last second pardon right before the new guy's being inaugurated, and he's like, right. "Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're still the basketball coach." <laughs> Peace. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, man, what you know, you is as corrupt as all that shit's been. You know that he's probably like, "Hey, man, this money ain't just for the players and their families, man. I yeah. mean, it's I can spread this shit out. <laughs> just I can, I can grease all the pockets." Every one of them. <laughs> Your average pant has four pockets. Front and back. There you go. I got you. He walked out of there like Will Smith and the Fresh Prince Bel Air out of that cave, just money falling all out of them pockets. <laughs> oh, man. Can't be a coincidence. Oh, boy. So, again, winning over ethics. That's just what it proves. And uh, I'm just going to cut it short because, as a whole, I'm not done with you, LSU. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. We got another segment that I can circle back around to. I got some more for you, you classless program. That's a tease. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> so mine is, uh, I imagine majority of our listeners have been watching the uh, NBA playoffs. Um, I have not watched a lot because I think the N- NBA is a joke, but I have been noticing our very own Patrick Beverly has been getting in KD's head like crazy. I mean, he is he straight bullying the crap out of that guy, and I love it because KD has gone to the Warriors and all of a sudden taken on this bad boy image that just doesn't work for me on that body. And, I mean, goes from a quiet little choir boy type thing to – I'm a bad son, you know, just whatever that shit's about. But anyway, they get into it. I guess it was game one or two. I can't, was it one? I think it was, no, two. Because it was, yeah. No, it was one. That's okay. what started all that crap. Sure. But <laughs> they uh, they they get into it, get some uh, flagrants call and whatnot. Well, then Beverly was running for a loose ball. Starts, he collects it on the side on the sideline there right by the scorer's bench or scorer's table. And KD straight pushes him into that into the table, like arms extended. And Beverly gets up, kind of hot and bothered, whatever. But doesn't just kind of like what the hell. So the ref decides, well, I've got to tee up and eject KD. So why not do the same to Beverly? Because if I'm going to do this superstar, I've got to do this guy. Ejects both of them. Oh, he was quick on the tee in the ejection. So fast. I, I think the whistle blow with the tee, like, all started at the same time, you know? like He, he made a was, mo- new move with the tee and the ejection sign, so it was it was some new some hand Some weird movements. new dance move or something, yeah. it was. And the reason that burns me up is, obviously, Beverly's near and dear to our hearts or whatever here in Razorback land, but more so just with the fact of this superstar love that these players get in the NBA, which is another big reason why I don't like watching it because it's grossly obvious that they get preferential treatment compared to everybody else. And I think 
it kind of the precedent has been set with that and it was like you said it just it was so quick like doing the t ejection sign all at the same time essentially like that was predetermined he knew what an ejection was going to have to happen ejection and kd was the one doing i mean beverly's getting in his head doing the same stuff that players do every game but kd was getting mad physically so he kicked them both out instead of just kd and that burns me up i think that's a bunch of shit i don't think that was the right way to control the game i mean i can see it was getting chippy real quick but again you're the ref the the tease that might be appropriate but the ejection is where it was too much there because that you know gets a i believe it's if they get a second one they're thrown and if they get so many in a certain amount they'll be out for a whole game but patrick beverly is such an old soul like, I feel so bad for him because he's not meant to play in today's era of basketball. You give him right. another 10 or 15 previous, you know, behind us, and who knows? Because as Nolan Richardson said, that boy got some dog in him. And <laughs> right. and he just he just plays with so much heart, and, you know, de- depending on who you are, Arkansas fans are going to say it's heart, and then some people yeah. are going to call him a punk or whatever it may be. He but, is a punk. I mean, he's so. he's they, there was a talk on, uh, uh, I believe it was Sports Center about uh, today, like who can can bad boys exist in today's um, – no, I'm sorry, that was actually a – this wasn't on purpose, but that was actually a Supercross thing. <laughs> if there can be bad boy riders – but uh, they they circled it into sports, and we're talking about like the, you know, the Dennis Rodmans and Charles Barkleys of of then cannot exist now, because of all the soft safe space needing people these days. But um, Beverly plays with that kind of mentality. He's not a big scorer. He's a hell of a defensive player, but. As a defensive player, that's part of your defense is getting in the guy's head because especially a guy like Kevin Durant who can score at will. Yep. But if you get in their head, start making them think about some stuff, like, well, I've got to show him up now. You know, they start taking bad shots, making bad reads and all that and so on and so forth. But um, I agree with you. I think, you know, 15 years or so ago, he maybe even longer back than that, he could, uh, he could have been a better – maybe made more of an impact in that sense than today. But, yeah, anyway, that's what's burning me up. Um, I guess as a whole superstar. Uh, well, the other thing with KD, like you mentioned, he went from kind of being reserved or whatnot when he was at OKC and, uh, you know, doing the whole you the real MVP with a mama and all that good yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and winning all those folks over. He ultimately became a villain. You know, people referred to him as a snake and all that stuff when he jumped on with Golden right. State and all that kind of stuff. And it looks like he has embraced that role. And was like, well, if they're gonna hate me, they're gonna hate me. And the only people I'm gonna love, or the only people that are gonna love me, is gonna be in the Bay Area. And he just kind of, in the wrestling term, we went full heel on it and just became the bad guy. And I mean, I guess when two bad guys get together something's got to happen and in this case it was double text and ejections what uh what was you was talking about the ejections uh dre draymond green draymond green that's what it was that's what happened to him 
the year uh, LeBron did something special. He knew right then he was the GOAT. <laughs> but that year, they, they didn't have him for, what, two games or something like that. And Yeah, that was when he had that stretch of, like, elbowing people or was it kicking? Maybe it was kicking in the nuts. Thing. Yeah, he he was a crotch kicker. Yeah, that's <laughs> on accident, of course. Yeah, anything looks like an accident when you're flailing. <laughs> yeah, which is the mo of NBA players of today's world. They flop more than freaking soccer players these days. I was about to make a fist joke, but I wasn't feeling it. Didn't think it'd come out right. <laughs> so you went with soccer. Went with soccer. Yeah, the man's man sport. You can't no. You can't even say that with a fool. Nope. I couldn't. No. Gimp leg and everything. Well, you got baseball kicking. Uh, well, not kicking off, but I guess starting out for last thirty minutes or so. They starting their series with Mississippi State, and then uh, we've got some SEC championships in golf. Yeah, we mentioned golf twice in this one, and then we also have SEC championships with uh, tennis as well. What do you want you, uh, to see, I mean, besides some W's with the baseball team with this series right here with Mississippi is State? It, is it too uh, obvious to say a solid bullpen? A solid bullpen? I mean, I'm not getting, even trying to be funny. You just giggled a little bit. I'm being serious. Like, we're getting the piece get back together. that everyone started, you know, with Kasha Shot That's not going to make a difference not one arm. in a couple weeks. No. Nope. No, he's going to have to pitch his way into shape again, of course, and that's not going to make a difference. I think, or right away anyway. Um, I want to see solid bullpen play. And um, I mean, if we have to throw six, seven, eight of them out in a game, then so be it. But I would like to be able to see, you know, no more than four in a game, right. which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, we're getting into the, the real, real of the uh, schedule and everything. So, but if we had it our way, I would, or my way anyway, I would say a solid bullpen. And of course, you know, keep the bats alive. They've been. That's where I was going to go with it. Just the bats staying there because they're, they've been too up and down throughout the season. And I'm not saying that we need to have 14 runs every game, but we can't get by with two or three. Like, not unless Campbell pitches all three games. (laughs) I mean, last series he lost and they only scored three or they scored two. Which is fine. I mean, if you're going to take a loss, that's the kind you want to take. You yeah. don't you don't want to take a the one Nolan took where there was grand slams all over the place and stuff. That's <clears throat> I don't think you want the first four batters you face to get on base. I, I was never a pitcher, but I don't think that equals anything good there. Right. So I've got um, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to jump on you a little bit and hit that uh, Twitter dirt. Okay. Which is brought to you by Elite Mobile Detail LLC. Give them a call at 832-540-8013. I am currently working on a read, and it is going to be, as the kids say, lit. All right. Well, this is the uh, this is where the podcast ended. <laughs> because Jordan said lit. Yeah, I, I saw you as soon as you said what the kids said. It was either going to be lit or fire, and then you maybe you were going to. You were going to mention emojis, so... You know I can't do the fire one. Thanks for not always saying fire, but you also said lit, so... I am appealing to our younger listeners, At least you didn't tweet it, because if you tweet, I would have... It would have been on this segment right here, our Twitter. You and the producer would have got together and be like, we can do this as a two-man team. (laughs) No. 
Twitter dirt. So I actually had something uh, written down that had to do with uh, Nick Saban, but I'm changing it. Oh, I was hoping we're gonna. I'm, we're still gonna have Saban talk. I mean, heck, I can say whatever I want. Screw the rundown. You don't even know what I'm talking about with Saban. Well, I know what I want to talk about with Saban. So. <laughs> uh, now this is new as we've been recording, actually. Oh boy. These, and it, it kind of hits on the Luke Jones thing a little bit, too, oh, though. Okay, okay. But uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on Twitter with this transfer portal and stuff. And it seems to be, not always, but it seems to be a good majority of these transfers are quarterbacks. Like a decent, decent pile of them, anyway. And my dirt on that, <laughs> yeah, my dirt on that is... I think it is appealing to this younger generation of, you know, I don't have to work for what I want because it seems that if they get a little bit of competition now, they're running, running for the hills. And this is the one that uh, got me in that uh, noticed right off the bat here was the Ohio State quarterback, Matthew Baldwin. He's bailing because Justin Fields – transferred to Ohio State, who bailed from Georgia because Fromm wasn't relinquishing that starting role. You see the revolving door there? Yeah. That's well, that's, that's also the second transfer, too, from Ohio, from Ohio State. State. Yeah. Right. Because they, they had one go to Miami? The one went to Miami, which feels like, ooh, I'm going to go to Ohio State. Yeah. And then Fields gets there, and now Baldwin's leaving. And my dirt on that is compete you never know what's going to happen i mean ugh, i'm gonna do it dak prescott was third string quarterback the year that romo r.i.p got hurt broke his back r.i.p from the cowboys not dead dylan look at me like that <laughs> got hurt and then um kellen moore was hurt because he's like 12 or something. I don't know that weird fella, but Dak Prescott ends up getting a starting job with no intentions. I mean, you know, fourth round pick and that was just for depth and all that. And now he is statistically doing pretty well, you know, wins and losses and stuff. We won't get in that, but my point being, you never know, but they just keep running for the Hills. All these players, all these, all these uh, athletes specifically in football. And it's, I, I just don't think it's a good look. The portal. You like it. No, the the portal is so interesting. It's a terrible name, um, and I think it is, it's essentially NCAA free agency. Let's not get it twisted any way there. That's what it is. They're, they're on the market. They're basically hunting for contracts that aren't there yet, but they are going to be in the form of an NFL contract. It's NFL free agency with an NCAA tag on it. But I'm I'm there with you because, like, Fields is a great example of a guy that hasn't had to face too much adversity and has been in the spotlight his whole career, as they would say now, um, because he was in QB1, the Netflix series, and that was, you know, that was his whole senior year into his freshman year. And then he's at Georgia. He's not getting the love that he is. He probably didn't like the whole uh, two-quarterback deal. And then he gets a 
BS transfer. So here's the deal, and we'll go back to the Luke Jones deal because he got eligibility. Fields got eligibility. On base, they had to get a lawyer in order for him to get eligibility. So it's getting to the point where and they essentially find a loophole. Like, you can't pick and choose. The NCAA was probably going to do it anyway. Because what was his? I forget. It was someone yelling mean things from the stands. Oh, racial slurs. And it was a... Uh, it was a... In Georgia. It was a former or something baseball player, and the baseball player got punished as well. So, like, they used that example because of his transferring. Not, as you're saying, he essentially wanted to go and play somewhere immediately. Didn't want to wait it out. Well... Well, finish your thought there, yeah. So, essentially, he's gotten everything handed to him at every level. High school, he had that. He had cameras following him around. He went to an SEC school. Cameras are still going to follow you around. You're No matter what, you're, you know, you're, you're a quarterback at an SEC school. I don't care which one it is, even right. Vanderbilt. When you're on that campus, you're going to be a hot shot. Hey, don't dog Vanderbilt. So. They beat us last year. <laughs> and then when you, you know go and do all the whole transfer thing, and, and I'm just waiting for it to reach the level of all these high school commitments because, you know, you got the folks doing the videos and all this stuff and whatnot. You're going to have a LeBron James kind of decision when it comes to the transfer. So it's going to be something along the lines of, I've decided to take my talents to Ohio. Right. Like, well, uh Fields, too, though, if you remember, his commitment to Georgia was a big deal because he, <clears throat> they were asking him, like, are you planning on taking Fromm's position? And he said something to the effect of, I'm not scared of competition or whatever. And as it turns out, he didn't win that position. And I, I don't even, that he, I don't think he burned his red shirt. I don't think he came in and played, you know, obviously that four game role. And, I mean, the kid's got talent. I'm, I don't think we're taking away anything from his talent, but he didn't win that position, so he bailed because Haskins went to the end. He was going into the draft. So, obviously, that's basically a walk-in position at that point because they did not have depth, good depth, at Ohio State. And it's, I think it's a joke. You're, you're spot on with your free agency. That's, that is exactly what it is. And – I think you know, it'll you, it'll change. Like no matter how corrupt the NCAA is, it'll change. They're gonna make tweaks to this because it's definitely kind of getting out of hand, and they need mm-hmm. to make tweaks with it. I don't know what the solution will be, but something has to change. And just I'll personal say no waivers opinion, whatsoever. No waivers whatsoever. Whatsoever. Not even coach fire or anything like that. No. No transfers or like you no have waivers. to sit a year. You have to right. sit a year no matter what. Yep. That's interesting. Guarantee that cuts down 75% of it. I mean, because they've gotten so far away from the rules to pretty much now, they might as well just strip them of them. Because before it was conferences saying, hey, you can't transfer to a school inside of our conference. And then that was like, man, that's just mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, well, if... I was working at a business and I had trade secrets and I went to a competitor and I used those secrets over there. Same side of things. Mm-hmm. 
a quarterback's going to have your playbook. You're not, you know, it's not worth it to completely change the terminology or change all that stuff because he get he he didn't want to play no more and he went to transfer. So you should be able to have that luxury of making some restrictions to right. prevent, you know, your team from essentially cuz that's going to happen. Like it's it's essentially scouting. Like if you already know some information on that team, be it if you were on that team, you're going to use that to make your current team better. I'm not going to fault the kid for that. But you also, if you, you should have that ability to prevent that as a coach. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole this is going, but uh, what if that is part of recruiting, though? What do you mean? Like, let's go say, get some info? Yeah. Let's say uh, Georgia is we recruiting. Might, we might get some NCAA, like, suburbans outside our homes know, at right? this point. Let's say uh, Georgia and Alabama are recruiting Dylan Lee. And you really want to go to Georgia, but Georgia's like, hey, man, commit to Alabama. Get on over there. Check that playbook out. Red shirt this year, of course, you know, tweak an ankle or whatever, and then transfer to us. All that information. Dude, that is some tinfoil hat stuff right there. You, got you some, don't think that could you be legitimate? You got some major conspiracy theory stuff going on, but... You don't think that could be legitimate? I mean, anything can happen as long as that playbook's got a stack of cash on top of it. So Exactly. That is happening, folks. Mama wants me to go to Georgia, but coach over here is saying go to Alabama. Mama won't let me. Well, does your mama like Chevrolet? Because you know we I mean? got us a booster that will let you buy one for a dollar. He owns this car lot over here. We'll put you on a pay- payment plan of 10 easy payments of a dollar. <laughs> exactly. You know? I'm not saying that that's happening. I'm just, it's the the way that you mentioned that, you know, with playbook side of things. It's, it's interesting. I yeah. just kind of wonder what's happening. It's very true. It's It's a lot of corruption. It's a lot of uniqueness because the ncaa is about as squeaky clean as the united states government oh dang anyway moving away from (laughs) politics we can move on to some other classless organizations besides the ncaa because we are still on the twitter dirt and i said i wasn't done with you ls who so twitter dirt is coming from lsu barstool so I am not a fan of necessarily Barstool in general across the board. Uh, yeah, they're a little iffy. Yeah, they are definitely a little iffy. But they had you had the tragedy, I would say tragedy, of Notre Dame Cathedral catching fire in Paris. And it was across everything. News outlets, media, all that stuff. So there is a video that got tweeted out of that happening. And one... LSU Barstool decided to retweet that with the comment, Join a conference, you cowards. Which is obviously a shot at Notre Dame. Time and place for everything. There's no time and place for that. There is absolutely... Yeah. Thanks for correcting me, because that was bad (laughs) wording on my point. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Just... Just classless. I've definitely led up to it, and I understand that Barstool LSU isn't affiliated with the university or anything of this sort, but you also can't call yourself a fan 
of a program like that and do shit like that. That's going to be my first one. I don't think I've said anything of those sorts that got anywhere close to it, but I said shit. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it is, man. Uh, it, I just can't believe it. And there is a time and place for the word shit. It is still up three days later. So oh, they haven't even the, the fact that it's it. not <clears throat> down. It's gotten interactions. It's got six thousand likes, which all of them are, you know, you know six thousand fools, six thousand LSU fans that are probably all related. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, let's just say there's not a family tree down there. It's just a reef. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> It's that, I, that is coming from an Arkansas guy. I don't, I don't give don't. a crap. <laughs> LSU just as bad as Alabama, as Arkansas, as Mississippi. I mean, the South is the South. We ain't gonna yes. lie about it. You got some unique individuals in Texas as well. So, hey, I was born there. You ain't there right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> But no, yes, that's that's garbage. That's uh, man, because you know that the cathedral that was just huge, huge, huge implications for a lot more than just you know Christian views and all that. I mean, that was a symbol, and to take what happened and make it about a freaking football team that isn't in a conference is pretty terrible. I just yeah I don't get it. Well, uh, why you <laughs> why you got bring sports into it? Like had nothing to do with it. Had n- absolutely nothing to do it. So congratulations! I'm pretty sure Barstool LSU and Pama will be featured on the Twitter Dirt segment in the future. This is probably the first of many. We still have a whole football season coming up, so. We'll get ready, and I'm pretty sure once football season comes around, there's probably going to be things worse than shit, so. (laughs) Probably so. Another thing, now that I'm kind of on it, um, but did you see Big 12 in the baseball team? Well, the conference with the baseball team assistants. Oh, the three-coach rule thing? Yeah, the fact that Big 12 doesn't, basically they shut that down. And it's just give it's, a little, uh, give a little, little backstory explanation. On okay, it, yeah. so the SEC came up with a proposal to uh, allow a third assistant coach part of baseball, and the Big Twelve essentially shut that down. It had to be across the board, uh, and it's it's a little crappy because I read it as it has to be across the Power Five. Like that stinks. <laughs> so. The one conference raising it and not liking it was the Big 12. And I don't understand that. Like, these are, and it's funny because Dave Van Horn came out and said this wasn't about money. This was about the sport and continuing the legacy. Van Horn said he would take a pay cut to pay that third assistant. Yeah, exactly. And it was about the legacy of young and -and up-and-coming coaches because it's hard to get into the coaching game already. Trust me. Especially baseball. And with baseball, and you're only allowed to have two paid uh, assistants who aren't really necessarily getting paid all that much, and then everyone else is volunteers. Like, there's only so much you can do. You still have to provide 
and that is tough, and essentially the Big 12 just kind of doing it to throw a monkey wrench, and I think it's honestly so that they can try to even out the playing field because they, they used to be pretty solid in baseball. They still have some solid teams. We know the history of that one program that wears oh, that orange yeah. color, and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Van Horn on that in the aspect of what what difference does it make? <laughs> you don't have to hire a third. Like, if it's about the money to you, don't do it. You have the option. I don't get why you would shut everyone else out on something like that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand what um, iron in the fire they had on that one. I, I don't <clears throat> – there's, there's just – I don't see a strategic value of saying no. You know what I mean? Like, if it had to do with, uh, like, the gameplay or something like that. But I don't I don't see – I don't understand it. Hmm. I'm, I just – I, the only thing I can think of is that they're on the idea of trying to get a competitive edge of some sort, but keeping every the same isn't going to be a competitive edge. You suck now, you're going to suck after the fact. So, Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't see a strategic value in, in, no. in saying no. I don't understand what that would be. I mean, they don't even, they don't even know how to do a conference. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know how to do a network. Is that why the math didn't work for them? Is yeah, that... so... Keep in mind, they call themselves the Big 12, and they ain't even got 12 teams, so... Shmediums. <laughs> the Shmedium, what, 10, 8, where are they at now? So, I don't know, but it's the toughest road to the college football playoff. You can't say that seriously. I just threw you, up a little bit, sorry. Yeah. That was my fault. <clears throat> no matter how many commercials they run, how much money... See, that's the problem. They're putting all that money into the conference ads to make it seem like they actually have a serious football conference they are they're seriously bad <laughs> they are seriously bad oh uh, well we haven't touched on the football commit list in a while we are up to i believe we're up to six for the 2020 season we got six three stars so i guess we're consistent right now with where we're ranking where we're getting some people just let the people know that the bigger known recruits always wait longer yes exactly. don't freak out it's okay we're gonna turn around rack up some more five stars and i actually think this is the year that we maybe get one big time five and we've talked about it a lot stars are not everything stars are definitely not everything so uh just kind of give you a rundown We've gotten an athlete from uh, Hornets, Hornets, Allen Hornets, and Vance from, uh, he's a defensive back, Stewart, a defensive end, Magnum, wide receiver, Crawford, which I believe is the latest, an offensive lineman, and Capers, who was the first wide receiver. He was the first commit, and like I said, they're all three stars. Let's see, what we should leave the folks with a question that they can hit us up on Twitter with, at JRD Hogcast. And uh, what, what do you got for the folks? Question? Yeah. Well, we want some interaction here. Let's try Where to get will... some. What do you think of Willie Wade being reinstated? Is that what you want to ask? That's what I want to ask. You can direct that at uh, me. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just looked at the rundown for the you... first time today, and I realized I wrote down Willie Wade. So it's like, that's it. I want to know what the people want to uh, think of Willie Wade. No, Jordan, what question do you want to... My question is... Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with, uh, since you just uh, hit on the stars and recruiting and all that, where do you think the Razorbacks football team's recruiting class will finish come signing day? I think you won up my question. But until next time, well, I am. There you go again. You did it. Golly, what? We have got to work on this. That I was going. I was going to close out. I was going to be like, until next time, Woo Pig Suey for JRD Hogcast. I'm Dylan Lee. Uh, okay. Okay. See, this. That's that's where you go. Why do we do a rundown? Why do we do a rundown? That, that's You're where you so go. You're so rogue on this. <laughs> that's where you go. I'm Jordan Russell. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. <laughs> We'll For JRD Hogcast, I'm Dylan Lee. Did that. <laughs> I'm Jordan Russell. <laughs> there it is, our producer, Luke Griggs. And we'll play you out with uh, some music. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that porch. Now, can't nobody tell me nothing. Tell me nothing.